Senator, I, I will tell you, we are using the ADAM in post-deployment, but only if the soldier demonstrates some kind of a symptom of having cognitive issues. What we're just not doing is doing uh, a post-deployment ANAM for every soldier, irregardless of whether they show those symptoms, because we were getting so many false positives. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. I don't sound that well tonight. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's maybe it's my setup. Every time, every time I set this freaking thing up, now I'm using because last week I had too much of a buzz. This week I swapped over my other computer, and it sounds much better. But for some reason, I sound like I'm in a can. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Hi guys. <laughs> Segway. How are you? I uh, I'm a little frazzled. I just did a gig, and I was coming back. That's why I was starting a little bit late tonight. But thank you for joining me. If you're listening to my voice, you're listening one of three ways through my website, markscalia.com. And check out more of that site because the calendar is constantly being updated. I'd love to have you guys come to a show or performance I'm doing. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at, well, you can figure that out through the website. And if you want to be more participant, you want to be part of our live chat, all you got to do is click that box you're listening to on my website, and that'll send you right over to the broadcast site which is mixler m-i-x-l-r dot com then sign on using a facebook address and and boom you will be part of our live chat and we got uh actually we got a few people on tonight even my late start so and the third way you can listen is if you cannot listen live because that's how we broadcast you can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show available through itunes google play and and coincidentally through my website so so because i'm a little frazzled we're going to start things right up with the happening now monologue that happens now is happening now what happened to then that's when just now we're it now now go back to then now 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 i can't why we missed it when just now when will then be now soon and it's been an interesting week let's just say that uh, I don't know if you knew this, but a lot of people accuse me of sexual harassment. They couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> it's the wrong. It's not Harvey Feierstein. <laughs> it's Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Can you imagine being sexually harassed by Harvey Feierstein? Take off your pants. <laughs> Why don't you do a little dance with me? I would like that. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, let's just uh, let's get into that. So, uh, as I, I, you know, I'll get into that in a moment. But I was booked tonight. I I got a last minute gig tomorrow. Um, I'm working this weekend. I am working flat out every single weekend, almost Thursday through Sunday, from now until the end of the year, especially with the Christmas Carol coming up. In just a few short months, not even a few months, but I'm fully, you know, I'm booked out. I'm standing at my desk tonight. Uh, I am, I think today, and I'm going to look at my calendar because my wife and I had a little discussion to see how many weeks I am. My surgery was done on October, on August 31st. The second was one week. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so it's one, two, three, four, five. I lost track because I moved it. One, two, three, four, five on the fifth and six. So tomorrow will be six weeks. They said I should be feeling better. <clears throat> not yet. Not completely. 
Still get a lot of pain uh, down my legs, but it's intermittent. And every once in a while, my back actually is sore. But uh, PT has reduced me to one day a week, which is great. Matter of fact, tomorrow I'm going. So I'm getting a little better, getting a little stronger. Still about 75, 80%. I think I've kind of topped out over the past like two weeks. But I'm, I'm, you know, doing okay. I'm doing better than Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> you know, it never ceases to amaze me that this, uh, if it's true, if it's true, it's been going on for years. Since the early 90s, he asked Roxanne, uh, Rosanna Arquette for a massage and tried to put, put her hand on his penis in the early 90s. 93, he exposed himself. These are all the allegations. Exposed himself and chased Catherine Kendall around his apartment. A year later, apparently he made a sexual advance toward Gwyneth Paltrow. Who wouldn't? 95, he harassed Mira Servino. Again, who wouldn't? And in 95, she was super hot. Now... I don't know, maybe still. I don't know. With my wife's permission, I think it would. But Mira Sorvino from the mid-90s? Fuck. He, he, he prop, apparently he propositioned Ashley Judd. Um, in the mid-90s, yeah, I would have done that too. There was a French actress he harassed. Um, he reached a $100,000 settlement with Rose McGowan in 97. Um, an Italian actress was she said he forcibly performed oral sex on her what <laughs> what i don't know i don't know if you can i don't know if you can do that i don't know if you can force because your legs are there you just bring your knees up i don't know that I, that's how i would do it i mean not like i don't know that's a weird segue <laughs> let's see where where was i um 98, he arrested, uh, he allegedly harassed Angelina Jolie. He offered Don During roles in exchange for a threesome. In 2004, uh, Lucia, Lucia Stoller, now Lucia Evans, was allegedly made to perform oral sex on him during a daytime meeting. That's a nooner. 2007, a New York journalist lauren sylvan dodged an unwanted kiss and then he allegedly masturbated in front of her <laughs> he's been busy it goes on he exposed himself to uh with louisette uh louisette geese and invited her to watch him masturbate in a hot tub i, I don't know if anybody uh, that's not my thing Apparently, he in 2010, he revealed himself and demanded sex from a French actress after a lunch meeting. This guy's, he does it Hollywood style. He's just fucking. 2011, he pressured Jessica Barth to give him a naked massage at the, what's it, the Peninsula Hotel. And then three years later, apparently, he propositioned a temporary front desk associate, uh, assistant Emily Nastor repeatedly in breakfast meeting, uh, in a breakfast meeting on her second day of work. He made sexual advances to Bruce Jenner and the next day proposed to Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> oh my God, Chris, no. This is legitimate. This is, these are some serious allegations. I just don't know where they go back as far as 90s. Um, let's see. Uh, he proposed, uh, he, he gr uh, allegedly groped an Italian model at a business meeting. 2015, Laura O'Connor wrote a memo to the company's executives about Weinstein's actions, creating a quote-unquote toxic environment for women and her experiences of feeling quote-unquote sexualized and diminished. That's a lot, dude. That is a fucking lot. I don't know if you're going to make it. And this is liberal Hollywood we're talking about. If it's true, it's terrible. <laughs> Just don't think it was Mr. Firestein. That's a different guy. It's, it's a different guy. Yikes. Fuck. There's just, I don't, you know, I don't know. Not my bag, baby. Not my bag. What is going on with this computer? Oh, there we go. Okay, good. Just trying to do the show prep and it wasn't looking right. It still isn't looking right. Uh, I'll fix it later. I'll fix it later. But what's this? Yeah, creepy. You think so? You know, and then, of course, I got to make mention of this. The fires in California are completely out of control. 
they don't even have a percentage of it in in you know in in um in control and it's in napa valley it's a lot of napa valley you know so and my wife wanted to actually go there at some point and you know maybe we'll get discount tickets i don't want to make light of it but certainly it's you know I think something like 10 people have been killed so far or something like that. I mean, U.S. is not having a good weather year. <laughs> it's just terrible. So I don't want to promote too much of me because there's a lot of tragedies going on, but I will promote this. Um, my wife is doing great. It is October, so of course I'm on the trolleys, not just for the, the Ghost and Legends trolley. I'm also doing the Salem Spirits trolley, which is part of the Salem Food Tours uh, family, and it's been going crazy, and my wife's been completely going bananas on October, and I just... Uh, and I, I get a hand it to her because she's uh, she's a one woman show. I mean, and now she's going to expand her business a little more, and I'm going to help her with that. And and hopefully, then my then she'll help me with me. And you know, and hopefully we'll have enough time to really help each other. And when my downtime, she gets busy time, and my my downtime, it's her busy time. Is what I said twice. I don't know, I'm distracted. But you know, it is. It's because I rushed around, and I didn't have. Uh, I didn't have. Oh shit! Oh shit! What the fuck? Why? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know you sneak up on me every time, dude. Hello again, Mark. Jesus Christ. I'm back to play a game. Oh, we're on a first name basis? Oh, I did not like it the last time. Why do you do this to me now? Oh, I hate it. Whether you want to or not. Oh, please. Do I have to? Really? Jesus Christ. Oh, she fucking is. His delayed delay fucks with me. Why Jeez. do I have handicapped parking spaces in front of skating rinks? Now that's not cool. That is not fucking cool. I don't know, but that is not cool. What if the hokey pokey really is what it's all about? I <laughs> hokey pokey really? <laughs> it's if some... quizzes are quizzical. If quizzes are quizzical. Then what are tests? <laughs> Testicles? You, is that? If a man is talking in the forest, yeah, and there's no woman to hear him, yeah, is he still wrong? <laughs> yeah, that's sexist. I just went over this. It's not cool to do that. Fucking not. If electricity comes from electrons, yeah, does morality come from morons? <laughs> Certainly not. If that were the case, we'd have a lot of morality. <laughs> Do Roman paramedics refer to IVs as fours? What? What? You don't smile. Now nah, you're smiling. I got you on that one. I How caught you. Does a shelf salesman yeah. keep his store from looking empty? <laughs> shelf? Are you just making these up? <laughs> I liked you when you were scary. If a woman ran the Pentagon. Would missiles be shaped differently? But again with the women? Really? You're not gonna get the women's vote today, Jigsaw. I know you got a movie coming out, but if women wear Oh another woman a pair of pants. Yeah. And a pair of glasses. Yes. And a pair of earrings. I don't like where this is going. Why don't they wear a pair of bras? <laughs> get out of here! You now you're smiling. That I saw. That was a grin. That was a. Gr I'm not going to promote your movie. I'm not going to promote your movie. He's dressing like the doll now. He's just got the red lipstick and the red curly cheeks and stuff. Oh, he's just, he doesn't even have a weapon anymore. He comes in here, he doesn't even have a weapon. He's just all right. He's fucking smoking. Uh, Ow! Oh. With the with the joke box, yeah, everything's funny. You fucking, <laughs> fucking get out of here, get out. I'll see you next week. I'm sure. Crazy fucker guy, just get out of here. Go. Oh, <laughs> fucking testicles, really? <laughs> I think it is all about the hokey pokey. <laughs> I don't know. I liked them when he was scary, actually, because he he freaks me out when he's funny. I just. <laughs> I don't get him anymore. He's got a crisis. Maybe he might be going through a divorce or something. I don't know. I you just, I just uh, who knows. I absolutely do not know. So 
<laughs> but here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to take I'm going to take our first break because I want to get to our guest, Jessica Babylon and Alana Foden will be joining me, rejoining me. They were here, uh, I think, four or five weeks ago. Uh, four, five, three, four, actually, four or five shows ago, I should say, and uh, they are gonna. Uh, they wanted to bring us up to speed about some things that have been changing with the lesbian dating game and with the the uh, princess goddess uh, sex parties and uh, sex parties, sex not sex parties, sex. Uh, I'll let them tell you about it when they come back for break. But you are listening to Radio Irregardless, guys. We will be right back. This is Ebenezer Scrooge, and although it's fairly warm now, winter is coming. And when it does, be sure to see me on the Salem Christmas Trolley. Tickets are $30 each, and there's plenty of shows so that I get to torment all of you. But feel free to pay for the ticket and not show up, because less bodies, more money. And until I see you on the trolley, this is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you a humbug. This is Maria Falzoni, and you're listening to Mark Galea, and this is Radio Irregardless. Oh, I was supposed to say what I do, right? I'm a comedian and a um, safer sex lecturer and um, a mother, and um, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what? I have no life, but I'm on, I'm on your show. <laughs> Jesus, people, get a life. That's all I can say. Get a life, will you, people? <laughs> And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and joining me via the brand new installed Facebook uh, communication online thing is Alana Foden and Jessica Babylon. Say hi, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Say hello, ladies. That is an old bit, and I still fucking love it. So, so, so it's good to have you guys back. Oh my god, I didn't think you were gonna come back. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I keep my promises. There you go. What? Oh, <laughs> Cause, yeah. Well, because oh. I got the seal of approval from Alana from the Princess Goddess, and now I got the seal of approval from Jessica Babylon from the uh, I don't know card carrying lesbian. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't She's know. A lesbian I, date doctor. It's. <laughs> I am the date doctor. I don't have a card though. I have you, a business card. You and that says it on your uh, on your business card. Yes. It see that's fantastic. So when you were on last time, we were we were promoting the lesbian dating game, and you guys we had this scheduled so that you could do promotion, but something happened or. Yeah. Uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, we're rescheduling the New Hampshire edition of the lesbian dating game. Uh, we're going to announce all over the place uh, the new date and venue as soon as we lock it down and, and get everybody um, back on track. So Excellent. we're going to make this bigger and better. Well, see, now it's even better because if you were planning on going to the New Hampshire edition, you can still follow them because now Alana, Alana, let me see if I get the website right. It's the Lesbian Dating Game. It's on Facebook. There's a, I'll type in Lesbian Dating Game and you can find that on Facebook and all the updates and things are happening through there and you can get to know Jessica a little bit more. And uh, before I get into Alana stuff, um, you have a, you have a book? Oh my God. All right. So this is a little nerdy, but it's kind of a long, long held dream come true. I actually have a book in my hot little hands. It's got an ISBN, so Library of Congress number. So it's an actual book. It's not just I self published wow. it and ran it off at Staples and made copies. And it's called The Last Best Lesbian Dating Guide. And it's friggin' awesome. It's funny. <laughs> is it a how to? Like, or is it like a. Well, there is actually one of the sections is called Lesbian Dating Mechanics. So, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I'm glad I got that. Oh. Excellent. So, so, there is like an insert tab. A That's probably a bad reference. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is a really bad reference. I'm revoking your lesbian sale. Oh, okay. It was, I, I thought <laughs> I was like, going to get that back. I can't get my lesbian license back. Oh, this is terrible. So Princess Goddess is going to give you one more chance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But tell no, tell, no. That was a segue. I'm sorry. But tell us more about the book. Like, how? What's the process? Because I know a lot of people who write or have written books, or like a couple comics have, and it's either joke books or it's autobiographies. And some of them aren't. Like, I've never heard of them being registered with 
Congress. So uh, what? how does that process start for you? Um, first, the origin, and then kind of elaborate that, and then we'll get into Alana's story, because Alana doesn't have a book, so... <laughs> No, she doesn't have a book yet, but she might have one in her future. Um, so essentially, I spent ten years living in the Boston area, um, being single with a vengeance. I went on four hundred and fifty dates, first dates, uh, in those ten years. And as you can imagine, I hope you can imagine, not all of them turned out all that great. But I managed to make friends with most of the failures, and so I considered it a success as well. Um, when I started making those friends and we started going out and doing things, they would ask me, oh, how do I talk to this girl? Or I can't find any cute girls. Or what's wrong with my, you know, libido? Okay. And <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I didn't know what you were going with. That. <laughs> like, it could have been anything. You never know. Oh, I, <laughs> um, and so I started answering based on my experiences and my common sense. And, you know, common sense isn't all that common, especially nowadays. Right. But it got around that I was kind of the date doctor because I would help people fix themselves up. I'd help people, I'd fix each other up. I mean, you'd just get a group of people together and they'd start pairing off because I'm a really good matchmaker. And I decided to write everything down. And it's not a tell-all. I didn't talk about all the dates I went on and what happened, <laughs> although there are some funny stories. Um, it was basically all the things that I learned about why lesbians don't seem to date very well. My history is I had most of my adult life spent it getting into long-term relationships and moving on to the next one and the next one. U-Haul had me on speed dial. It, it, that U-Haul lesbian joke, totally stereotypically true. Um, and then when I got to Boston, I was like, uh-oh, you know, I've been doing the same thing over and over and trying to get different results, which makes me crazy. Mm. So I, I, I changed the paradigm and... Um, I decided I had to go and play the field and see who was out there and right you, away. You probably don't want to use the word paradigm with my audience. <laughs> you may paradigm. have to elaborate. Uh, I changed how I approached there things. You. I changed my life. I did some shit different. Does that help everybody? Okay. Good. Okay. That <laughs> <laughs> now that's the origin story for the book. Yeah. Um, how long did it take you to actually put the book together? Well, it was actually pretty easy because I didn't really have to fictionalize anything except, you know, names and dates um, to protect the innocent. I really, I was a writer, so I would be waiting for somebody in a coffee shop for a date to start, and if they stood me up, then I was writing something really angry. Um, and I got stood up, I'll be honest, people would ghost and, and, and all kinds of crazy stuff would happen. Uh, but so I had all this writing and all of these these, these experiences, and I basically just made sense out of them and in 2008 I actually self-published a little this is why I was originally saying you know ISBN it's got a, a nice cover mm. uh, I printed off a bunch of copies at Staples and put them together and and gave them out and now I've sort of polished it I've had some really awesome help from some friends and uh, put it all together into an actual paperback bound book congratulations on that that is just Thank you. It's it's fantastic. And is it available in bookstores and online, like Amazon and all that stuff? Well, at this point, it's going to be available uh, on Kindle. So you can. I'm going to make an audio book out of it for people who like to listen to my voice, which should be all of you. No, you have a great voice, Jessica. And I, I will tell you this. I, uh, I'm in the car a lot, and I'm not a big reader. When I was a kid, I read all the time. Matter of fact, I still have all my books from when I was a kid. But what happened is for a long time in my life, I'm not a reader. And I think it's because I try to, I, I, it's not that I can't focus. I'm too impatient. Like I want to read faster. And I, so I faster. So I mm. get really discouraged with books. And my wife is a huge reader and she loves to read. But because I'm in the car, I've gotten audiobooks, which is just like the best. I had Steve Martin's book, Born Standing Up, John Lithgow's oh, book. Oh, I love that one. Uh, it, his audio book is just fantastic. And John Lithgow as well, his uh, An Actor's Education. And they do the narration. And it's so much better because when, and you could probably attest to this, when you read your own stories, your memories are really ingrained in that. And there's a different flair to what I think. That's why I like when authors read their own work. Yeah, I know where I want to put the emphasis. I know where I want to put a chuckle or, or mm. uh, something sarcastic or, 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 or something. And it's really hard to notate that for somebody who might be narrating your, your words. And 
you know, if I had a really annoying voice and I, <laughs> I, you know, I was like Fran Drescher, no, I would not subject anybody to that. <laughs> Fran Drescher's book, I couldn't, I couldn't make it through. I couldn't make it through the dedication. Yeah. yeah, I read, I read her story. I love biographies, so I, I actually read her story, and she came. Her and her husband um, survived quite a significant trauma um, before she made it big, and their marriage was able to survive that. And then she was turned down again and again for jobs and just said, you know, because of her voice. And she said, I'm just going to create something for my voice. Yeah. Well, that's a great idea. Yeah. And to tag, you know, I love books on tape. And, mm. and I, well, you know, that's how long I've been doing it. They were on tape in my, in my car, right? And I remember when Dumbledore died, I had to pull over my car and sob. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That is so geeky. <laughs> <laughs> What's more important, nobody uh, stopped to make sure I was okay. Oh, well, there wasn't. Well, if, if you had a book on tape, there weren't that many people on the road, by the way. So it's like, <laughs> people weren't whizzing by at 85 miles an hour. They were like, hey, slow down. It's The speed limit's 20 here. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even drive right now. <laughs> oh, that is so The funny. only reason you might be like that with my book is if you're dying with laughter. So, <laughs> so now we'll, let's segue a little bit into Alana, too, because you've been super busy, too, honey. I mean, you're just like, you're doing the, you won an award for the Princess Goddess thing, I think I saw on Facebook. Yeah, I I, uh, I love Athena's Home Novelties. I, I got started with them in 2003, and it was like the smartest, bravest thing I had ever done, and you know, really, I kind of signed up because my therapist told me it was a bad idea. Right. You know? <laughs> Refresh my audience's memory. What the Princess Goddess Athena's thing? Explain to them exactly what that is, because they may go, "Oh, maybe yeah. it's like lingerie or something." No, it's not. Yeah, it's not lingerie. No, you know, basically, uh, <laughs> oh, it's sex toys. Basically, um, I, I always. You always glance <laughs> over that. You're just like, it's uh, sex toys, basically. It's basically <laughs> sex toys, romance enhancement, spa products. Um, I got into it because I had a big dream to be a comedian. I loved making people laugh, but huge stage fright. And I, I still have stage fright today. I, I deal with it, um, but I still have it. And uh, I went to a party, saw the woman presenting, and I thought, my God, she is like so confident, and she's funny, and she's saying penis, vagina, anus, and the words are just rolling off her lips, you know, and I thought... If I could practice in small groups of women, um, then I could become a stand-up comedian. And uh, I was shit-faced, right? There is, there is so much There is so much material. You, you say anus, penis, vagina rolled off her lips. If I could practice right. in front of small right women. Right off her tongue, I just... right off her tongue <laughs> And uh, I, uh, so I, I mentioned the idea to my therapist, and he just thought it was a bad idea. Yeah. And, and then I pretty much – and that was good because um, – Long story short, you know, I was in marriage counseling by myself. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Things. I didn't know so that. that. Kind of, yeah, I, that kind of closed that chapter. Which I would think. Wait, what? wait a minute. Before you go on to I want to flesh this out a little bit. You you went to marriage counseling by yourself? Yeah, well, he went the first couple of times, but then it just seemed better that I work on it alone. What? <laughs> yes, what I, I don't know yeah. him, but no. let me just tell you no, one thing. That would was? never fucking fly at my <laughs> Well, you know what? I kept going because I kind of got a crush on my therapist. This is so sad. This is so sad. Um, and I kind of, and I think it's because of all the medications he had me on, but I kind of built up a fantasy um, idea life with him. Like his wife was expecting twins. And like in my mind, I'm like, she'll die at childbirth. Oh my God. And, um, anyways, oh my God. it was crazy. And it was a crazy, crazy time. And, um, but I remember saying to my husband, I, I go, oh I think that, think that I'm kind of in love with this guy and he's like you know why and I'm like because he listens to me and he, and he says that's because you're paying him to and I said I'd pay you what? I would pay you <laughs> but also like um yeah so this is so so that was that so oh and here's um until the medication wore off my system I guess every time I performed comedy I would call my therapist and be like I'm doing it I told you I could do comedy <laughs> Oh Only like three times, but still. <laughs> That's funny. Right. So now that the history, we're updated to history, and I still have questions about the marriage thing, but but that's fine. We'll move on. Yeah. The award, what was the award for? 
Oh yeah, so um, so I joined Athena's in 2003, and um, when I was 19, I joined my first direct sales company. That was Princess House. Uh, then when I was 20, I was in Amway for about four years, and then from there I went to Herbalife. So when I found Athena's, it was like a really good fit for me, and I became a rock star right out of the gate. Um, I've been a top team leader. Uh, for 14 years and so I received a leadership award for my team sales. So you sell, <laughs> to just put I, in perspective, you sell the most vibrators I guess? Or? No, I, I, I recruit the most. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sell the so, you recruit more so, people to sell vibrators so it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> It's not a pyramid no, scheme because pyramids are illegal. It's right. a multi-level home right. party direct sales. It's a industry. cylinder scheme, is what it's more yeah. phallic that way. <laughs> but I, but a, lot of, a lot of the men and women in my industry are kind of, um, if you ever do the personality types, they're kind of cheerleaders, and I get that. I get that. I work on that, um, but but not so much business oriented. And I approach it as a business. Yeah. Um, and I've done very, very well with it, and, and I love it. I love um, leading my team. Um, is that the direction you want to go? More like less sales, yeah. more recruiting, more you know, well, climate management. You got to do both. You got to do both. You can't ever sit on your laurels because then your team does what you do. So if you <laughs> just, just sit back and be like, "I'm going to take the summer off," <laughs> and they all start taking the summer off, but I don't know I'll who's going to be. Do you sell laurels because you're sitting on a lot of things? Yeah. On my life, like um, so, before doing this, um, it was very important to me to be a, a stay-at-home mom for the most part. But I did need to supplement our income, so I used to clean homes five days a week under the table. And um, geez, the government isn't listening, right? Um, it's and I it's my show. Clean. Nobody's listening. <laughs> and then I'd, I'd waitress on the weekends, and I, I was I was very unhappy. And um, my kids would take my apron and they'd play waitress, right? And once I joined Athena's and started having team meetings at my house, and I grew pretty big, pretty fast. So mm. um, my kids started holding team meetings. Really? So it it didn't just um, affect my my personal growth and my confidence and my self esteem. It also I, I think impacted my children in a very positive way because they saw mommy doing something that she really enjoyed, had fun, and I and I get paid well. If the kids were participating in the meetings, no, 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 they 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 were play pretend because they were little so they'd play pretend waitress okay and then that changed <laughs> to them play pretending um meetings oh okay i thought they would, they would, like <laughs> hold the space yeah i i, I didn't we, I, we weren't having them around for product testing yeah because i'm like you won an award for that but child yeah, protection services would arrest you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, but that's how the Princess Goddess came about because I worked in the school system for a short time. And uh, so I would wear a costume to my parties. So I would wear a wig, a crown, a gown, and be known as the Princess oh, Goddess. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I would imagine, like, some of the suburbs, I mean, even in Massachusetts, like, if you go to Acton or Concord and you're like, hey, I'm. I'm selling dildos. They'd be like, <gasps> you know, it's so there's not that they're prudish. It's just they're not exposed to that thought process and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And I mean, and oh, that's yeah. why, you know, the lesbian dating game is it, it must be really hard to figure out where can I do the lesbian dating game where I can get people and they can there are people there or they can get there with, you know, public transit or cars or parking. And then, of course, with, you know, the the Athena stuff you know, where can I go so that people aren't trying to lynch me for selling the devil's products here kind of thing? I mean, right. they're both extremes, right. but... Well, I think uh, two, two things come to mind. As far as, uh, as, far as like um, how books can kind of impact us, Fifty Shades of Grey, when the economy wasn't in decline, saved our industry. Oh. And, and, and it was I such a crap book. About, and it's such a crap book. <laughs> but... And Jess, your book is fantastic. Yes, it is. But <laughs> your book is also going to influence and pave the way and, and show a, a new, you know, it, it's going to help people. Um, when I started selling sex toys, there was a survey done that less than 17% of women owned a sex toy. And in the most recent uh, You're welcome. survey... You're <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
in a most recent survey, it's like 86%. And I feel like I was a part of that. What? what happened? 86%? I'm not part of that demographic. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but listen. I was all proud a few seconds ago. I will set you up and you can take good care of your wife. I t- Actually, there's a rise and shine I'm pretty excited about. There's a what? A rise and shine? It's called rise and shine, yeah. Is it wait, was it a book or a product? It's a, it's a cock ring. It's what? fantastic. No, th- what? What? Yeah, to it's make one size fits most. <laughs> I could never even imagine using a cock ring. I just, I don't know how they work, yeah, and I yeah, don't care. Lubrication mark because the pubic hair <laughs> is attached to your soul, and you could quite potentially rip out the soul. So, well, I, gotta- uh, I, I fully groom. So anyway, let's. Uh- <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> on the, on that note, I, to it. Use it's gonna be like Indian burn. Remember when we were kids? It was awful. Uh, Don't do who that. Is, who's Indian burn and pe- never mind. You know something? I gotta regroup. <laughs> so that is so culturally insensitive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> really? It's so it, it was that's totally inappropriate. <laughs> But, but I don't know else how to reference it that you'd know what I meant. That you know something, it's still fine, and you know, like I said, uh, nobody's listening. So let's t- <laughs> <laughs> let's take our second break, and we come back. We're going to continue this conversation with Alana Foden and Jessica Babylon. You are listening to Radio Irregardless, and we will be right back. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back. So what do you want to do? And police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? And Craigslist, we talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. She's Bill Sweet. She got everything. What's in store for all of these men? Chris Hansen with a new to catch a predator. You're one ugly motherfucker. Hi, it's Richard Pacheco. And I'm on Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Hope you're listening. If not, find somebody on the corner. Somebody with a sign, homeless, whatever. Bring them in. Make them listen. Force them. It's good to be the king. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the Facebook live chat messenger Thing about, about I got to figure out what the fuck that is. Otherwise, I'm going I'm to butcher it to hell, and I'm not going to sponsor it, right? Which, fuck Facebook anyway. Anyway, on the line is Alana Foden and Jessica Babylon, and they have been doing a bunch of different things, both uh, amazing in their own right. But now they've combined. Jessica Babylon is producing the lesbian dating game, and Alana will be emceeing that event. Now, I know you guys are probably following them, my listening audience. I know you guys are following them. The October 14th gig has been actually moved and a venue and a location have not been announced yet. But if you follow them, follow them both. Alana Foden is actually through Facebook. Princess Goddess, you like her page, certainly do that. Free stalker. And uh, of course, you can also free stalk Jessica Babylon through the lesbian dating game through Facebook as well. But we went over a lot in the first segment. Amazing. But I wanted to kind of, as far as the demographic goes, I brought that up in the last segment. How do you determine your demographic and your date as far as that goes? Uh, the date is is less important than the venue and the place. And, you know, what we are striving for is a little bit of name recognition and uh, some bustle. I feel like in a in a urban-type setting... 
there's usually more park. There, well, there's not more parking, but there's more public transportation mm. options. There's there's other things to do in addition to. Uh, so you can have a whole you know day in a city if you normally live out in, in in a rural area. You can make a whole day and a night of it, and it's a little more um, a little more of a draw. Mm-hmm. So doing it in Boston is sort of fish in a barrel because. You know, everybody who's gay lives in Boston. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of places to go find women and talk to them and put flyers up. And uh, it's easy to get to pretty much any venue you pick, whether it's the North End or Somerville or JP or Brookline. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows how to get to those places. Um, you can take tea. It ends early, so you don't have to worry about catching the last one home and trying to find a taxi or an Uber. And you can go to any number of after parties once the show is done if you want to get your drink on and go dancing. Now, we had talked about this during the uh, the pre-interview, and you had said, because you brought up something that I did not know. You said, you know, if you're male and gay, um, there are plenty of clubs. I know that venue has a uh, has a venue at downstairs at Nick's Comedy Stop. They do uh, specific gay nights, or they have, uh, you know, where they do, I don't know if they do gay and lesbian, but they certainly do gay nights. But I didn't think that women, that they don't have specific nights like that. And we were going, actually, I didn't know that. Actually, sorry, I may have miscommunicated with you earlier. So what they don't have in anywhere in Boston is a lesbian club. So oh, that's it. Something then that was my that misunderstanding. Basically yeah. full time, every night of the week, we have lesbians here. This is where we go. We play pool, we do karaoke, whatever. Uh, there used to be one in Haverhill called Friends Landing umpteen million eons ago. And that was both genders, but it was, you know, a very safe place to go. What happens in Boston is these awesome promoters like Kristen Porter put on these, they call them dyke nights. So they'll pick a venue. Uh, it used to be one in Toast. Now they go in more downtown at like Club Felt. And they'll have a specific night of the week. It will be a lesbian club night, mm-hmm. but that's all they can do, and I've, I've worked with them, I've spoken with them, and I said, you know, why isn't there a lesbian bar, club, something that is for us all of the time? And they said that we can't make enough money to keep something like that afloat, and here's, here's the difference. So, and what I've experienced with my gay male friends and being a lesbian myself is men will go to a bar and drink and have a good time and find somebody to go home and do their their thing, and then the next night or the next weekend, they'll go back out and they'll do the same thing over and over again, and they'll have a good time <laughs> and they'll drink and they'll spend money and they'll support those places. Or club, whether it's Ramrod or Club Paradise or any of the millions of other places that have gay men all the time, every night of the week, full time, women will go somewhere to a, a, a dyke night, a lesbian night, a dance, they'll pair off and they'll go away for six months and they'll be honeymoon muff diving for forever <laughs> until they break up. Because they're like, ah, crap, I have beer goggles on, now I'm sober. <laughs> horrible. Then th- they come back out. But I, think they offer, months, I, I think they offer anywhere. honeymoon muff diving on um, a lot of cruises. <laughs> Olivia Cruises is actually a lesbian cruise line, so yeah, that could be... Honeymoon um, muff diving. That, I know. So that is the current situation. Women will meet up somewhere. They won't go out for six months. They won't spend any money. Mm-hmm. And so you can't actually have a full-time lesbian bar. So we're stuck with these periodic nights, which are amazing events run by awesome promoters that give their everything. They do great work, mm-hmm. but that's all they can really do and, and, and make money as a business. It's funny that that I would think it, like all people do all things same time. You're saying in the gay community it's... Like men are still more conquering and women are still nesting, kind of thing. This, the, like those. Well, think about it this way: you've got men that have been socialized from the time of their birth to sow their wild oats and to go out and impregnate the world and and have flings and conquests. <laughs> Who's told right? me that? I never got told that. <laughs> and you've got women who have been socialized from birth to be caretakers and nurturers and find Prince Charming and and just because you happen to fall in love with other women. And be attracted to other women and not men. You're still programmed to look for Princess Charming. You're still programmed to be nurturing and caring and, and loving and yeah. and that whole thing. So if you're lucky enough to have not been raised by traditional parenting socialization methods, yeah, maybe you can go out and you can get you some 
and not worry about you know is she going to feel rejected? Is See, this is this is this is the old uh, this is the old argument: nature versus nurture. I and I mean I think biologically that and this is where I differ. I think yes, of course our our American constructs or our human constructs have been women are this, men are this, and over the past literally 20, 25 years, those lines have been really moved and changed and people have, you know, really abruptly changed them, but you can't get away from the biology of things where in everywhere in nature, the male, that's all they want to do. That's all they're supposed to do. And the females, but that's all they, like, there's no real difference other than maybe a few species like lions or something like that, where the females do all the work and the guy does absolutely fucking nothing. But I like the fact that the, that the lines are becoming more blurred. I, I don't believe in that structure and men are this and women are this and, but you can't fight biology sometimes. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's part of the factor. I don't think anybody raises their kids with that whole, you know, whether we mean to or want to, we do it. You see it on TV, you see it in the movies, you see it on billboards, you see it in books, you see it everywhere. It's really hard to escape that trajectory. No, so and I get that too. And a lot of that. a lot of our society. And see, here's the thing. And I've I've had lively discussions, and I think this is a great lively discussion. But a lot of the things that keep men in a certain block are some of the same things that keep women in a certain block. It's the whole yep. it marketing. It's like m- women need makeup. Women need makeup. Women need makeup. Women need makeup. And it's and then women put makeup on. It's like, well, if you don't want to be part of the thing, then you can't fall into the well, I mean, think about it. Like the ads have changed. The marketing towards men has completely changed. But marketing towards women, you know, let me show a model. Let me show a pretty girl. Let me show this makeup. Let me show this. You need this. You need that. You need this. And guys are like, you know, let's shave. And they just show the razor now. <laughs> Sometimes don't even show a guy yeah. shaving. You know, and I watched so little TV, so probably I shouldn't contribute it. But I did uh, read an article about how advertising has shifted from making men appear stupid, which it does. Oh, my God, it does. It's mostly selling to women and that's mm-hmm. why they had to take out um, some of the you know the the myths there that, right. that men are dumb and it's um, the archetypes yeah they've taken them yes. out because they know that like stereotypes are true on some level that's why they work archetypes yep. change and that's the best part about it it's like well men aren't overbearing you know sexist creatures we're just not not especially not all of us I mean, right. and there's a there's a whole second. Anybody, any man who's married in the last thirty years does not have the women are secondary creatures. I mean, and I know this because I have friends. All my friends are married. I'm married, but you go back a little bit more, and there was a men work, women stay home because that was what society demanded, and that's it made sense. And it was more like biology where the men do all the, like men are expendable. What a, you know, women and children first do, does not apply anymore, which I'm kind of happy with because, you know, <laughs> on some level, I'm like, fuck it. I get an equal shot of getting off this boat, which is great. Right. But biologically, yeah. I still feel that women and children are more valuable because children are young and women can make more children. And all you need is one guy. You need, you need 500 women. You need one guy. And essentially, but you not can, if it's Trump. But, oh Jesus! Look, if it it's doesn't. Trump, that's, that's I, I've had all my children, and Melania oh won't God, even stop. fuck me anymore. Oh. <laughs> You're giving me hives. That's creepy. So creepy. <laughs> uh. So, Alana, same kind of uh, demographic. Do you find that uh, certain locations are more? apt or more uh, viable for uh, for sex toy parties or it really doesn't matter well I I go everywhere and um, I'm actually uh, getting ready to schedule a trip out to California and do some parties out there uh, I want to travel more but right now I work mostly within a two to three hour radius of where I live um, there are some areas I've done parties in uh, where I want my taser right on my body <laughs> And then then I've been in homes that in the middle of winter and there's not a drop of snow in their driveway because it's heated and it's steaming. 
And then I you ring know, the that, doorbell, don't, and it sounds like I'm entering a Catholic church. And then it's the most gorgeous yeah. home I've ever been in. Just the layout, it's fucking oh, awesome. The women were beautiful, and mm -hmm. you know, so I, I um, and I like that aspect of my job. You know, I've always been a very nosy person. I like to see how people <laughs> decorate. Um, I don't go through their cupboards or anything when I'm in the bathroom, I would, but yeah. I do medicine cabinet yeah, stuff. But, but I like that, and you know, for me, it's I'm a social person. Uh, I love people, and I love being with them. And and I show up, and there's always yummy snackies, which I love food too. And everybody's, um, you know, kind of gathered together. Maybe they're a little bit quiet. And then I do a party game. I do a presentation that is hysterical, and it's like a comedy show for 45 minutes. And then afterwards. I go to a separate place to do the ordering, and I can hear the laughter. And I brought those women together in a commonality where now they're having fun, they're sharing. Uh, you know, when I and I brought that fun, memorable night for them, and it was a great time for me too. Nice. And then, uh, because I carry stock and inventory, they get to take that great time home and share it with their partners, which is go. which is fabulous. Because no lines, no waiting. Um, so I like the positive impact that I have on men and women um, helping with their intimacy and with their sensuality. Um, and I call myself the princess goddess because uh, for most of my life, I did not like most of my body, you know, and I sent a lot of hate to it. Uh. And I decided that um, for the rest of my life, I was going to send a lot of love to it. And I share that when I share my favorite uh, spa products, and then I let people feel my legs, which is hysterical. Did oh you God, say they are so smooth? You said yeah. feel your legs. Yeah, I let them feel my legs. You... Only one time a guy uh, almost got throat punched um, because, yeah, j just my legs. Uh, I've seen a bunch of comedy shows, and we've worked together a bunch of times. Never an offer to me. First of all, that I, I will let you. It, it's and and it's diff, It's interesting because changing <laughs> how I thought, my thought process for you know, I'd be like looking at my thighs, like I hate, I just hated it, you know, and and now I'm just like, oh, I just, I just love you, and I just, I, yeah. I take, take time for personal care, and I've noticed that literally my skin texture has changed, and I don't know. I, that it's really changed. I think I just see it differently. It's probably a little of both. I would, uh, yeah. not to go too far off topic, but there's yeah, a yeah. movie called What the Bleep Do We Know? And in the movie, because it's almost like a documentary, but it's like a movie that's like they kind of use, they use actors to emphasize moments. And there's a moment where Mary Mat Matlin, uh, the deaf woman, she is actually in the movie, and she's standing on a train station and she's got a problem with her body. She just doesn't like something. And they do this thing about how uh, they had glasses of water and they would take glasses of water and some of them were blessed and some of them were yelled at. Some of them were, were like, I, I hate you and cursed and all this stuff. And they looked at the water under microscopes and the water crystals had changed one like some of them were like really amazing ornate very uh you know symmetrical and, and wonderful and the ones that they were mad at or treated poorly were like garbled and everything and there's a line in the movie where armin shimmerman who played quark on deep space nine of all things he looks at her and he goes if that can do that to water imagine what it can do to us because we're mostly water so right. it's just one of those where you take it in for a second and go even if nobody in the world like is nice to you or cool to you or they say everything horrible about you, you can take five or ten minutes a day and just, I don't like to use the word praise, but certainly you can appraise yourself in more of a, you know, something, These it's my body and it's not exactly what I want, but I can change it, I can mold it, and I love it where it is, and I love the potential of it, and that's that's always a good thing, so when I grab your legs the next time I see you, and I promise to stay on first base, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go, wow, these are amazing, <laughs> I had to get out of the moment somehow, that's, <laughs> that's awesome, <laughs> but yeah, and, well, and I love that movie, I would love to see it, I've only read about um, a similar study, and and you know to kind of piggyback that it's mm. it's a it's almost become like a self discipline 
Yes. And I, and I share it with my guests. Uh, I, I, like, I love my parties. I love what I do. A lot of my hostesses book um, a year in advance. So we book a party. Wow. And then a year later, I get to host. And, and one of my hostesses, you know, I, I did a college party. I met her when she was a college student. Uh, then we did a party her first apartment. Then we did a party for her engagement. <laughs> then we did a party for her first home. Wow. And then we did a dildos and donuts and a bedhead breakfast okay. for her first baby. Because <laughs> she was just exhausted, you know. And, and um, Most awkward and I, christening ever. And I, Yeah. And I've known her now for like 14, 15 years. And it's cool. I, I think nice. it's cool. I'd love to recruit her. Right? Taylor, I really want you on my team. There you go. <laughs> Well, see, and that it kind of and it kind of flows back to uh, what Jessica does as well. It's and I think you know the world is so mean and nasty, and everybody's got something bad to say about somebody else. And I mean, not like there's a shortage of nothing bad to say, but certainly, you know, that whole like I like supporting people, and I think I think over supporting is terrible because that's a false insecurity. But you know. You're a wonderful, you know, you're a wonderful person, whether you're boy or girl or, you know, man or woman. It's you're great at what you are. You just have to kind of see that. And it's people compare so much. So I would imagine with Jessica doing, you know, you doing the lesbian dating game. Is that what you do? You, is there some language that you put in there? I don't know. I, I think I focus. What I try to get across is it, whether it's the consulting or the dating, helping, helping people with their confidence yeah if you you would never do this either of you I don't think go to a lesbian bar or a lesbian club night a woman this could be a group of my friends because I've seen this happen you get your courage up maybe you take a shot you finally go up to the girl you think is really cute you've been looking at her all night and you ask her if you can buy her a drink or if she'd like to dance or if she'd like to play pool something anything innocuous little something and she says no and she probably says it very nicely because women are generally unless we're pissed off nice to people and you go home you go back to the table with your friends and you commit you 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 automatically assume there was something wrong with you you smell bad you're something in your teeth or there are a million different reasons that woman could have said no maybe you dodged a bullet maybe she just had a psychotic ex that's been stalking her and she got out to get a breath of fresh air and she doesn't want to get involved with anybody right now. She doesn't want you to, maybe she's an alcoholic and she doesn't want you to buy her a damn drink. Maybe she doesn't feel like she can dance and she doesn't want to dance and it's not that there's something wrong with you. She just doesn't want it. But women will internalize that crap and will come out again for a month no matter what you say to them. It's like this rejection. They take it so personally and I say they because I used to be like that and I had a number of rejections and mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? If that's the worst that happens to me, if I ask somebody for a date or ask them to buy a, a, a drink or whatever, oh my God, there's <laughs> so many worse ways that could have ended up. So I'll, I'll take my, you know, I'll take it. And working women up to have the confidence to say, you know what, if I meet the right woman, I am a, a great catch. I am the perfect woman for her. I'm just not the perfect woman for every single woman out there. Well, and no man is the perfect man for everybody out there, of but course. some of them are taught to act like it. Women will take it in and make it personal. Well, you yeah, but you're also up. in that too, because I've done that too. When I've when I was single and walk up to a girl and she said no, I was like, "Well, what's wrong with me? What's going on?" So I would internalize. So it's I think you're a little different animal than a lot, <laughs> and I know that not every guy is like that. But you can see that yeah. behavior at straight bars, which is why I don't go there. But right. I, well, I, I would say more. The, the young generation it. now is very much more, you know, more balanced that way, where there's more internalization yeah. and there's less name calling. You know, there is. I mean, I'd like there to be one world. I don't ever see world peace, but I'd like there to be more of a everybody kind of thinks alike. Like eighty percent thinks the same. The twenty percent are so on the outside; they're not fucking dangerous, <laughs> or they're locked up. One of the two. Thinking, as long as what they're thinking is it's okay to be different. I'm okay. You're okay. I don't have to have my way all the time. When eighty percent of the country or the society or whatever starts thinking I'm entitled to whatever I want, and if you don't give it to me, you owe it. Oh yeah, that's a problem. Well, everybody, that's what we're everybody right thinks now. they're owed something. The, the the entitlement belief oh, is very yeah, prevalent. It's it's kind of I think it's kind of a generational um, thing where yeah. I 
I know that, that you know they wake up in the morning and do a full body check to see if they're going to go to work or not. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to work yeah. sick because I go to work. Yeah. You know? You know? These kids and, today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, being a mom of three, I... I feel like I've done a great job with them. I I did want my girls to have self confidence, self esteem, yeah. and 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 be capable and and know what um, they can accomplish anything that they set their mind to, and that they are each special and unique in their own way. And and I have gone to several parent teacher conferences. My son, especially, fifteen and a half, mm. just started driving. He is um, incredibly sensitive, and I just think he has a lot of empathy. And but going to the school just to be treated by so the teacher mother relationship, they the teachers this has happened again and again where they pause and literally kind of reach out to me and they say, "Well, you know, he's very sensitive." Yeah, yeah, like it's a it- yeah. It, well, you know? it, it might be in context. See, everything is in context, and that's what I think people have issues oh, with. I cause... think you're trying to tell me he's gay, and I don't care. Oh, <laughs> well, is. then you get. Then you should. You know what you do? Spin that around. You got to say, look, if you know, I know he's sensitive, but are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? He's sensitive. I know that. You know, I do you have an agenda? What's going on? Yeah. You know, yeah, so I, I, I see. I'm adversarial like that. I just go, what? What are you? What are you trying to say? Don't don't fucking yeah. passive aggressive me because I don't care for it, and I'll I'll stop it in a moment. I just yeah. don't. And now I just say to Nathan, like, what teachers do you want me to meet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite class? You uh, know. I, I love the conversation. We're actually running overtime, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take our third and final break, and we're going to have a follow up with uh, both. Alana Foden and Jessica Babylon to find out exactly what they got coming up and so we can follow them and promote them. You are listening to Radio Irregardless and we'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the Facebook fucking thingy. You would think I would do a little bit of research for the Facebook thing. I don't I don't know what's going on. But still on the line is Alana Foden and Jessica Babylon. And we uh, great, great show. A lot of good conversation. Everything's. But unfortunately, we do have to wrap it up. So here's what I want to do. I want to make sure that everybody can follow you guys uh, with Alana, Alana Foden. You want to follow her on Princess Goddess and order one of her shows. Well, not her shows. But yeah, certainly she does comedy show booking with comedy on uh, comedy on purpose it's comedy on purpose yep, comedy on comedy purpose, purpose. everyone at anheuser bush beer garden in merrimack new hampshire nice bush. yes who doesn't like beer and comedy that works out <laughs> but you can definitely she's nice her legs are shaved there is no bush um which... Wait. actually i should tell you the first time i told her she could sit on my lap and what she said really you know my legs right no, she said you can't. I can't sit on your lap because I'm not wearing underwear. Well, my vagina likes to breathe. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Did you say breed or breathe? Breathe. <laughs> breathe too, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, longest uh, outro ever. <laughs> but yes, you can follow her on Princess Goddess, and you can order. You can you can come to one of her shows. You can say, "Hey, I want to do a show," and she'll help produce a show for you guys. And you can also hire her out to do one of the uh, sex enhancement uh, utility <laughs> equipment <laughs> parties. And I, 
you know, if if you need shit like that, but I don't need shit like that because I'm everything's okay in the downstairs department. <laughs> Even a wife, happy every time. <laughs> and I have to do it in that voice because that's the stereotypical. Thank you for not doing the Trump voice. <laughs> I won't. No, that it wouldn't be appropriate because it wouldn't be true. Anyway, uh, so that's how you can find Alana. And of course, with Jessica Babylon, um, you can go to her Facebook site, The Lesbian Dating Game, and check that out because not only is she uh, she's rescheduling her upcoming show on the 14th, but follow her because when she does have a new venue and it does have a new date, there's probably going to be a couple. And the thing is now it's growing. And not just that, you want to try to get a copy of her book. If you're gay or not gay, buy the book anyway. And who knows? There may be some stuff in there that guys could actually go, hey, this actually helps me understand women because guys need some fucking help most of the time. Hence, Alana doing fucking parties. And the name of the book one more time for me is... The Last Best Lesbian Dating Guide. Everything you wanted to know about dating. How can I not remember that? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, now, I, I usually go, well, guys, thanks a lot, but I don't want to, I want to kind of, would you prefer guys, ladies, gals, women? What, dealer's choice on I'm this one. I'm fine with guys. Okay. I'm fine with ladies. All right, you fellas. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. About my friends. Okay, yes. Okay, my friends. Thank you so much for being a part of the show again. And what we got to do is we got to, I will just let me know when things are happening. I'll promote it. And if you cut together a promo, I'll be more than happy to put it on the show as a commercial. That'd be great. Thank you, Mark. All right. This is Alana Foden and Jessica Babylon, everybody. Thanks, guys. Or thanks, ladies. Or thanks, friends. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you. Such a good conversation. I, uh, I'm i so glad they were on. And uh, we are running a little late. It's because I started late. But technically, we're right on time. So let me tell you where I'm going to be this upcoming weekend. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be on the Ghost and Legends trolley. I have a special tour I'm doing for these French-speaking people. They will have a translator, and I will be working with them as well. Uh, so I'm going to be doing that. And then, of course, Friday... Friday the 13th, get turn around, make sure Jigsaw is in here. Friday the 13th, I'll be doing the Salem Spirits, Charlie. We are sold out, so we would love to have you guys on. So the 20th and the 27th, the tickets are still available. Uh, but Friday the 13th, that's sold out. Then later that night, I'll be doing a private event uh, in Danvers uh, for a, a private company. And then Saturday night, I'll be doing three shows on the Ghost and Legends trolley at my full rate. And then Sunday will be the Patriots game. And I'll have the night off, which is actually kind of cool. I'm looking forward to just having a little bit of time off. So as always, guys, if you want to be a sponsor, a guest, leave a question or comment, email the show radioirregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline 978-219-9294. Next week, October 18th. I have a trolley show that day, but I'm still going to make sure that I get here on time. So, guys, have a great week. Happy October. We'll see you soon. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2017. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello.